What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Tyler Staggs, and appreciate everyone tuning in tonight, competing with the, uh, well, I guess you could say competing with the Sunday night football game going on right now between the Bears and the Packers. They're at halftime. Last I was able to check, Packers are already up 24-7, to so... Not much of a game anymore. I think the Packers are just going to run away with it, and apparently Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. So nothing new there. But got a great show for y'all tonight. Obviously, we have the Monday night showdown coming up tomorrow night. Titans head up to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Monday night football going to be a big game, and we're going to break it down for you. Got our buddy with us tonight, Michael Bishop, the Power Hour. Figured the first game breakdown for the Giants was so good. Might as well bring him back to break down this game. We'll talk about the keys to the game, bold prediction, score prediction, and impact players. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. But before we get into all that, got to tell you how you can support the show. If you're watching on YouTube right now, go ahead, back out of that live chat, and smash that like button. I want to get between 7 and 10 likes on this show before I end the stream. And go ahead, if that subscribe button dread, click it. Turn it gray so you never miss when I upload a new video. Got to hit the bell notification for that. And also when I go live, trying to hit anywhere between 800 and 1,000 subscribers before the end of this year. And let's share the video out. I know we're a Titans podcast, but let's get some Bills people in here too. I want to get their thoughts on the game as well. Audio version of this will be up a little bit later. Go check it out. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow the podcast on those platforms. Titans Time Podcast. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review, comments, questions. Really love all the interaction. You can also find me on social media. The Twitter is at Titans underscore time. TikTok, Titans Time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, and Facebook, Titans Time. Now, let's bring our guest on, our good buddy, the Power Hour. Man, how you doing tonight? Tyler, it's always good to be on the show. Good seeing you tonight. I guess since I was not doing a show this Monday, I guess I'm pulling double duty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And maybe, because obviously brought you on, we previewed the Giants game, and... That ended up not working out so well for the Titans. Maybe we can bring some luck this time around. I mean, second time's the charm, right? We'll hope so. We'll hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hadn't already, go check out the Power Hour. Um, pretty much all of his links are trying to get it to pull up now. There it goes. On Twitter, at the Power Hour 615. YouTube, the Power Hour. TikTok, at the Power Hour 615. All of his links are in the description below. So make sure to go check his show out and subscribe if you haven't already. I know we got a lot of comments flooding in already. Uh, Al Pierce saying it's game time. Uh, time to tighten up and annihilate. Go Titans, kick Buffalo Bills' tail. Oiler struck. My wife saying tighten up, let's go. Uh, T minus 15 hours, 15 minutes. Our good buddy Rossi saying, oh yeah. Uh, 
Titans Fox saying that my wife has it down to the minute. Love the dedication. Yes. And I'll be honest, I didn't know exactly how many minutes and hours it was until the game. I just know I'm ready for tomorrow night. <laughs> my wife's saying pretty much smiling and clapping. And Fox saying, uh, Rossi just channeled the ghost of Randy Macho Man Savage. And yes, and you know, we need to we need to carry that macho man Randy Savage energy into this game. Uh, got Bryce Pratt. I hope you're doing well tonight, man. Saying let's go. Bill Kerr saying twenty four zero Jags. We'll definitely hit on that some. Uh, my wife saying they just cannot do anything in Jacksonville. Titans fault. Usually Bears kill uh, Packers. Not the same. Backpackers in the NF. <laughs> not the same in the NFL. My wife saying smash that like button. So. First off, before we get into breaking down the Titans and Bills game and the injury report, I do want to talk about a little bit going on around the league today because this may be one of the craziest weeks I've seen in the NFL in a long time. I mean, from the Dolphins coming back and beating the Ravens and what was, seems like a statement game from Tua and... Maybe all that off-season talk that Tyreek Hill was doing, hopping up to a, maybe he was actually on to something. I mean, what were you thinking? I mean, really, the, it just shows parity in the NFL's alive and well. You know, I really felt that that Miami-Baltimore game was just phenomenal. You had Tua just going off for about 469 yards. Six touchdowns, which tied the all-time franchise record with Dan Marino and the late Bob Greasy. You know, those are the kind of games that just change a franchise's entire outlook on a season. And I'm very high on Miami this year. I think they're very much a potential playoff team. They just came out and took advantage of the Ravens' misfortunes, and that was just not finishing the game. Yeah, and, you know, it definitely – Nothing on the Ravens' offense. Like, their offense did everything they had to do, especially in the first half, giving them a huge lead. And the defense just ended up kind of giving it away. But, like you said, I'll be honest. I wasn't able to watch all of that game. I caught maybe the very end of it uh, What while I was waiting on the uh, – Cardinals and Raiders game to come on but I wish that I would have had access to that game before that because I think it would have been a lot better to watch than the Saints and Buccaneers game that game was just kind of a little bit too slow for my liking uh, but the uh, Buccaneers were able to get it done they didn't get out of uh, the game without a uh, Mike Evans and the Saints defense going at it. But, you know, I guess that's just how tensions run down there in the uh, NFC South. Run very high, tempers flew. And, yeah, but had the Falcons almost making a comeback from being down 28-3 to the Rams. Ended up falling short. Um, the Browns... Who would have thought that Nick Chubb scoring that last touchdown that he did would have 
eventually led to the Jets and Joe Flacco coming back <laughs> to beat them by one point. I mean, just, again, craziness all around the NFL. And obviously I'm saving one game to talk about here in just a second for last. But any other thought. games that – yeah, <laughs> any other games that really stood out to you today? Well, a lot of the games, you know, each of them had their own individual storylines. Coming in with the Buccaneers and the Saints game, we knew Tom Brady was going to start taking Wednesday off. So, obviously, he's going to be Monday and Wednesday morning quarterback, which that's fine with me. Brady's 45. He knows the offense. It's his offense, so I don't have a problem with him taking an extra day off. And, of course, with whatever's going on in his personal life, I'm sure that takes into consideration. But that aside... I really felt the Buccaneers' defense came out and shined, especially when Tom Brady just had about a above-average day. You know, five turnovers. They made Jam- Jameis Winston look, well, Jameis Winston-like. Three <laughs> interceptions throughout the day. Five total turnovers. The Buccaneers' defense is very much still a problem in the NFL. I would also say another game that caught my interest was the afternoon game with the Cowboys and the Bengals. It's just amazing that the Bengals spent all that money on their offensive line and Joe Burrow still took six sacks. And now they're looking at on the barrel end of 0-2. And, and the Cowboys, without Dak Prescott, found a way to win. I accredit that a lot to Kellen Moore, who's going to be a very hot commodity when it comes time to look for new head coaches. Yeah, for sure. And that was actually, now that I think about it, the game that I was waiting to come on when I got to see the end of the Ravens game. But... Like you, I, I do want to hit on the Bengals for a minute because it seemed like even last year when the offensive line was struggling for the Bengals, that somehow, some way, Burrow was able to find a way to escape some pressure, get it in his playmaker's hands, and they were o- able to overcome it. But this year, they're not able to do that. And like you said, they spent a lot of money on their O-line. And I don't know what's going on in Cincinnati, but if they don't figure something out with this O-line and soon, Burrow may not make it through the season. I mean, he's taking way too many hits right now that I'm sure he's definitely not happy about. (laughs) And it's only going to get harder for him as the road continues to move forward. I mean, they're going to play the Jets next with a defense that's well-improved. Miami, Baltimore, New Orleans, and Atlanta. So, I mean, that's a pretty tough stretch to go through all the way to October with some defenses that are going to cause some noise. Also, another thing I have to take into consideration, let's just give the Tennessee Titans their due. They basically set the full blueprint up on how you beat Joe Burrow. And teams seem to took that to heart, and it's probably a main f- source of film study for a lot of teams this year. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, that was something that I actually haven't uh, thought about too much, but it does seem like they laid the blueprint out in that playoff game. And even though the Titans come up short in it, I mean, they were able to show everyone else, hey, here's how you slow this guy down. Here's how you get to him. Here's how you can just wreck his day. And teams are taking advantage of it. Now, obviously do want to go ahead, hop into 
this other game before we jump to the Titans and Bills. But all of the off-season talk, the media darling Colts. Oh, Matt Ryan's coming up here. He's such an improvement. It was all on Carson Wentz last year. That's why uh, the Colts weren't able to do this, weren't able to do that. I mean, really, if you look back at Carson Wentz's season as far as touchdown-to-interception ratio, he wasn't too bad in that aspect. But you bring Matt Ryan in to get over that hump, actually get back in the playoffs, win games. You would think win games in Jacksonville. I was actually talking to my brother last night when uh, we were hanging out with them, and we, you know we like to bet on this show a little bit, and I was asking him, hey, what bets are you looking at for tomorrow? And he told me, he was like, I think Colts minus three. Take them and the points over the Jaguars. And I said, you know they're playing in Jacksonville, right? I said, the Colts haven't won down there since 2014. I said, I think the better bet would be Jaguars plus three. He was like, I think this is going to be the year. And I said, mm, no. I said, if anything, I'm going with that Jags money line. I was like, I'm taking just a straight money line. Took advantage of DraftKings early payout, hit that Jags money line. All they had to do was go up by uh, 10 plus points. Had that done in like the first quarter. And they end up, it's bad enough if you lose to Jacksonville in Jacksonville when you haven't beat them there since 2014. But to get shut out by Jacksonville and your offense look horrendous, like, can we please stop with all this hype train for the Colts? And as Titans fans, I didn't think this would have been the case throughout the offseason, but may actually have to look at the Jaguars as our main competition for winning the AFC South. And I mean, those are some good points. I mean, for the whole game, you have to look at it in bits and pieces. I mean, first off, let's really give, you know, the praises to where they really belong. Jacksonville came out and put on a defensive force and basically put Matt Ryan in the ground five times. So mm -hmm. their defense is well improved, and it's shown that the talent they've amassed in the last couple of years is starting to develop nicely and come together, especially with the youth transition they've injected into this team. Second, I have to say Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson is like the perfect marriage right now. I feel that Peterson is just one of the best coaches that can develop quarterbacks. Lawrence is raw. He's still getting better, but this was a great show-out game for him. 25-30, 235 yards, two touchdowns, didn't even touch the ground. Offensive line kept his jersey clean. Good for them. Now let's look at the Colts' side of this. And you know how I feel about Matt Ryan. I've gone on just about any show that I can, and I've put in my two cents with Matt Ryan. I've always said Matt Ryan has always been overrated. Because Matt Ryan, throughout most of his career, has been given talent, and he's never done anything with it. He's had Roddy White. He's had Julio Jones. He's had Tony Gonzalez. He's had Muhammad Sanu. He's had Dante Freeman. He's never done anything with them. He had a major great core for a Super Bowl run. They make the Super Bowl. And what do they do? They blow a 28-3 lead. So let's just call Matt Ryan for what Matt Ryan is. 
He's a good quarterback. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. But I really feel that his best years might be over. In a league where the quarterback continues to develop and show that you have to be a Swiss Army knife of sorts. You have to be mobile. You have to move around in the pocket. You have to be able to run sometimes. Matt Ryan can't do that. Matt Ryan is not a runner. And that's just the problem. The Colts bet all their money on a guy that's a little over his prime and doesn't have a lot of good receivers. And another point I'm going to make, their offensive line on the right sides, especially on the tackle position, is struggling. And if they don't do anything to fix this, it will be a bigger problem down the road. And their schedule isn't going to get easier with Kansas City, Tennessee twice, and Denver coming up soon. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned you mentioned it. The receivers, Matt Ryan at quarterback, the offensive line, all of that. You know, that was one thing that I've been hitting on this offseason was the fact of everyone was hyping up the Colts so much, but when you looked at them and the Titans on paper, I mean the teams were similar. There were questions at offensive line, there were questions at receiver. You have a quarterback who is good, not great. G- great running backs and a and defenses with potential to be some of the best in the league. And you know, again, people were counting the Titans out, but giving the Colts all the praise. And now, like you said, the stretch doesn't get any easier for them. And I know before the start of the season. We were looking at it. We broke down the Titans schedule on your show. And the first game in Indianapolis, we gave to the Colts. But if they keep playing at the rate that they're playing right now and not looking that good, that could, not saying it will be, but that could potentially be a game that we have to rethink. I mean, if the Titans could steal one early from them, like, that would be great. So... You know, Colts fans, all that hype in the offseason, you may have to pump the brakes a little bit, and y'all got to figure some stuff out. Um, Get to some more of these comments. They're flying in like crazy. I really appreciate everyone. Uh, Clowny Super Bowl saying, I'm torn on which jersey I should buy next. I can't decide between Christian Fulton or Zach Cunningham. Uh, The Pelican 3 saying, Bengals 0-2. my wife, when we were talking about hits earlier, talking about the hits on Herbert. Mm. Yeah, he took some uh, shots. Titan Fox said, wait until after Monday night. You might want a Burks uh, jersey. Clowny Super Bowl saying, I'm just glad. Uh, I'm just as glad as y'all that the Colts are bad at the moment, but don't count them out just yet. And I'm not counting them out yet. I mean, there's it's week two. There's still a lot of football left to be played. But... Those are some big I mean, problems usually, to fix. Yeah, this, I mean, there's a lot going on. And it's a recurring problem of not being able to win in Jacksonville as well. I mean, I know that goes year to year, but you would think under this coaching staff, when they get new people in, like, maybe it's not the players that they have out there. Maybe it's something with the coaching staff and it's like a mental block to get over a team down in Jacksonville. So 
my wife's saying, oh, y'all don't want to make a custom jersey with the name Downing on the back. I'm pretty sure even if you went to make a custom jersey with that, that they would burn it before they gave it to you. So don't know that you would actually get your jersey. <laughs> um, Titan Fox says JT and Ryan didn't show up in the least bit, but he was laughing the whole time. Um, and and great- Bill Kerr says, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that's a great point about Jonathan Taylor. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't do any. He didn't get a bulk of his yards until the second half. And before halftime, I believe he had about maybe five attempts for four yards. So Yeah, and it, a lot of his yards in the second half, he got he got two like 20-yard runs. And really that was all that made up his a lot of his yards. So you know, there's there's something going on there. Uh, we got Sin City Titan in the chat saying, tighten up, everyone. Um, and uh, my wife had picked up Matt Ryan in fantasy because Dak got hurt, and Matt Ryan had her a whopping negative seven points today. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but now... Let's start talking about this Titans and Bills game. We've hit on the rest of the NFL, hit on the Colts, got to make fun of them a little bit. You know, just a little friendly, uh, you know, friendly trash talk there. Uh, (laughs) But looking at the, yeah, (laughs) looking at the injury report, we now know that Christian Fulton, Dontrell Hilliard, and Jamarco Jones are all officially ruled out for the game. Uh, Kyle Phillips is questionable with a shoulder injury. So with Fulton and Hilliard being out, that is two big blows to this team. Hilliard was a bright spot for the Titans offense last week. And Christian Fulton, going up against this high-powered Bills offense, you want your top cornerback out there. And now it's time for either the rookie, Roger McCreary, to step up or Caleb Farley, who is, I mean, technically you could still view him as a rookie because a lot of his rookie year got taken away by injury. So you're asking one of those guys to step up and cover Stephon Diggs for all game. Uh, Gabe Davis has shown up on the Buffalo side of the injury report, and he's listed as questionable. If he ends up being out, that could help the Titans out, help the Titans defense out a little bit because he's one of those guys that he'll sneak in there and get some touchdowns on you or, you know, convert some third downs. So definitely some uh, things to keep an eye on there. Also for the Bills, Ed Oliver is officially out for the game. So that's a blow to their defensive line. And Tim Siddle is doubtful. So going through this list, mainly for the Titans, I have a feeling your answer would be the same as mine as the, the biggest hit or gut punch on this list is Christian Fulton being out. And, I mean, there's no doubt about that, but it's really 
just business for Tennessee as usual. It's the next man up mentality. And it really just kind of sells home the point why Tennessee took a cornerback in the draft this year. As mm-hmm. good as Fulton is, you know, he hasn't been able to be available, and availability is the best ability that a player can have. And it's very frustrating, especially that we know what Christian Fulton can do. We know at what level he can play, but if he's not able to get on the field, then it's really not going to make any difference. So, you know, it's going to be a daunting task for this young secondary to go in and actually play their best. So with McCreary and Farley, I think they know that they've got a tall challenge ahead of them, but it'll be interesting to see which one will step up and make the plays. Yeah, and you know that Vrabel and Shane Bowen, they're going to be looking at this Buffalo offense, and with the – obviously they're going to ask McCreary and Farley to step up and, you know, tell them, hey – Fulton's out this week. We're going to need y'all to step up, make some plays for us. But they're also going to do things with the defense to try and help these guys out. I mean, I don't see them just leaving them on an island with one of the better receivers in the league, Stephon Diggs, and saying, hey, it's you and him. Go do what you can. You know, they're going to give them help on Diggs' side. But – at the same time, you know the Bills are going to be looking for ways to create that mismatch. They'll be moving digs around, putting him in the slot, putting him outside, getting him in motion, whatever they can do to find a way to get the ball in his hands, especially if Gabe Davis is out. So Titans defense is going to have their work cut out for them this week for sure. Especially knowing we don't know what this run defense is going to do especially after a rough opening with the Giants. You know, it definitely was a pride hit, especially for this unit that was basically one of the strongest points they had was the run defense. And Saquon Mm -hmm. Barkley comes in and basically runs all over them. So you got to think that this unit's got to be, you know, a little fired up about that to come out and prove people wrong early. Yeah, and... You know, it's <laughs> in the run game, it's not even really the running backs you have to worry about that much. It's more of Josh Allen doing his best uh, Derrick Henry impression of, I'm a big-ass dude, come up and try and stop me, and I'm going to throw you into the stands. <laughs> um, now, got want to hit on more of these comments. Titan Fox says that, uh, he thinks he wants McCreary on digs, 75% of the snaps. Farley, 25, with Byer backing him up. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Who would you rather see maybe match up on digs more? Would you rather see the rookie in McCreary, or would you rather see Farley, who is a bigger corner and – possibly can be more physical i think it's a good question i mean you really have to weigh just experience over speed and athleticism and right now farley has the edge on experience but mccreary definitely has a little more speed and i think he's a little more athletic i think you do a light touch of rotating them out to see who's going to have the better matchup to really try and weigh what's going to be the better option going forward in the game 
I feel it's really easy to just put one guy on him, especially with a skill set. I think in this case, you got to let both guys have their opportunity, see what they do with it. I mean, early in the game, it's not going to hurt anything to feel things out. But at the end of the game, you're really going to want to know who's going to fit better in that scheme. And I would say with Diggs, I'd say Farley's the guy I would want, especially with his range and how he can jump in and just bat passes, which is one of his specialties. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing for me is um, Farley's length, his arm length, and, I mean, he's 6'2". So, like you said, he can, even if he's potentially beat by a little bit, he can still get a hand in there to knock the ball away. As far as experience-wise, you know, on the NFL level, yes, Farley has a little bit more experience than McCreary, but I feel like just at the corner position in general, McCreary's actually been, been playing the position longer than Farley. So, you know, maybe just his – how comfortable he is with the position – Maybe that leads to him edging Farley out there. But it'll be interesting to see. I think, like you said, early on in the game, the Titans just need to fill it out. It's not going to hurt anything to kind of swap them in and out on digs and see who matches up better. So that's definitely going to be the key matchup to watch in all of this. Now, right quick, uh, before we dive into more of the game, want to go ahead and hop into the best bet segment presented by DraftKings. And, you know, the NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it was just getting started. And, I mean, we have saw that in week two from all the big plays, explosive touchdowns, the Dolphins going off. I mean, Tyreek Hill and... Jalen Waddle both had over 10 catches, over 150 receiving yards each, and two touchdowns each. Like, you know, if you had them in fantasy or if you bet on them with DraftKings, your pocketbook's probably looking a little bit better right now, <laughs> especially if you took the over on yards and how many receptions they were going to have. And, you know, DraftKings gives even bigger wins with their sports book, and they are an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Now, if you want more action, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. I took advantage of this today. You can bet on any NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team ends up losing. Had this happen with the uh, Chargers and Chiefs on Thursday night football, bet on the Chargers' money line for the early win. It hit. Ended up, Chargers ended up losing the game, but, hey, I got my money. Today, bet on the Jacksonville Jaguars' money line. It was never any doubt. Uh, after that hit, I got paid out early. They just ran away with that game. Now, it's simple. <laughs> All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN 
to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for more details on all of that. And before I give y'all my best bets for this Monday night showdown, I also have to tell you about my favorite pair of earbuds that I've ever had, and that's these Raycon wireless earbuds. I mean, whether I'm listening to music, podcasts, I was listening to the uh, Jaguars and Colts game today on my way to town, and I was doing it with my Raycon wireless earbuds. Their wireless earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they won't budge. You find the right piece for your ear, put them in. I guarantee you, you can shake your head around as much as you want to. You can go for a run, whatever you want to do. They're not going to fall out. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They're priced just right, and you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Now, I've mentioned it before. My favorite um, thing about these earbuds is the way that you can turn it into awareness mode and the noise isolation. If you're around a whole lot of people... You want to know what's going on around you, but you also want to be listening to something? Raycon earbuds have you covered. Turn on the awareness mode. You can still hear whatever you're listening to, but also hear everything going on around you. Be able to keep up if someone's talking to you. It's great. I also love the earbud tap functions. I can turn the volume up and down on these, activating the awareness mode, activating the noise isolation, and changing the uh, customizable sound profiles, whether I want to hear more bass in my music or hear more of the audio, it's great. Now, all you have to do if you want a pair of these, go to buyraycon.com today and use promo code TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's promo code TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code TPPN15. Now, told you, my best bet for this week was going to be coming up. And got a couple of them in Power Hour. I want to get your thoughts on this. Titans Fox, I believe it was, or Sin City mentioned it earlier. The Bills have opened up as 10-point favorites. That just seems like a lot of points to me, especially for an NFL game. So, I think the Titans plus 10, for them to cover that, I feel like that's a pretty good bet. I mean, even if they do end up losing this game, I don't see it being a blowout by double-digit points. What's your thoughts on that? Really, score-wise, I would have to say Tennessee and Buffalo are going to keep it tight for most of the game, depending on whether it runs out between a 6- to 8-point giveaway it's going to just depend on which team decides to just flip it on so i would say the game will be decided more likely in the fourth quarter but if i had to give any kind of point spread i'd give it eight and i think that's generous eight. 
Yeah, and just some other bets. This is the one that I really like. I mean, the points feels like a good bet to me, but and do want to say, everyone, this is not betting advice. I guarantee you I've lost more bets today than I've won. So the, these are just bets that I look at, and I'm like, I think that one's pretty good. But I have to say, especially with Christian Fulton being out uh, for this game, they have Josh Allen's over and under for passing yards at 260 and a half. I feel like that's really low for Josh Allen. I feel like you can hit the over on that, and you're probably going to be safe. Um, what, what's your thoughts? You think Allen's going to go crazy through the air? Well, I mean, they're still trying to figure out their running game. And, you know, that being said, I think you kind of have to let Allen just control things right there, depending on who's going to be the big guy receiver, you know, whether it be Diggs or whether it be no or one of their playmakers, I think it's a safe bet to say Allen's going to go way beyond, way beyond that mark. I, I do too. And like I said, with especially with how he was lighting it up against the Rams uh, for their opening game, I really figured they would have had his over and under on pass yards at like at least 275. So when I saw it at 260, I actually, when I first saw it, it was at 262 and a half. And I took the over at that. So now it's dropped down two more yards. Don't know what Vegas may know, but if it keeps dropping, I'm going to have to hit this again and put even more on it. Uh, and just to give more context, Derrick Henry, they have his over and under of rush yards at 87 and a half. Um, Anytime touchdown scores, you have Henry at plus 100, Diggs at plus 100, Josh Allen at plus 120. I feel like any of those three are possibly bets that I may hit on for this game. So definitely a lot to check out there. Now, got more comments to get to here. Hitting on what we were talking about with the secondary Preston Lindsay said that he would play zone. If you match up either of our corners constantly with Diggs, he is going to beat them big eventually. Um, Al Pierce says Farley is not only bigger, but he has the speed to take on Diggs, but I see us in zone more this game. Um, <clears throat> Sin City says it will be nice if Gabe Davis is out. He's willing to sacrifice his fantasy team for it. I have Gabe Davis as well. I benched him to put in uh, Adam Thielen. He better go off tomorrow night against the Eagles because I left Nick Chubb on my bench to put him in, and Nick Chubb went crazy. So, yeah, I don't want to talk about that too much more. Rossi said that Lamar Jackson destroyed him today. Uh, yeah, Lamar... I mean, Lamar even had to tip his hat on Twitter to the Dolphins after that game. Um, Rossi asking if I can give a demonstration of the shaking head thing for these earbuds. Uh, man, Rossi, you really just trying to get me to <laughs> make a fool of myself on here tonight, ain't you? I mean, I, I figure my takes do that bad enough as it is. So, <laughs> um, Rossi also saying Titans 30, Bills 27, book it. 
Um, said the last seven games against the Bills have been decided by seven points or less other than 2020 when we beat the brakes off of them. Man, y'all are rolling these comments in uh, tonight. And my wife says that wishes it was a home game. Bills Mafia is really fun to cheer against. Bills Mafia is crazy. I actually went on a Bills podcast the other day. It's the Overdue Bills podcast. Y'all go check them out. They got a great show. And they were really cool dudes to chop it up with, talk about the game. Um, Sin City said Josh Allen might slip slip again and not reach 260. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we... We never know, and Titans Fox says it's an away game under Monday Night Lights. We shine best that way historically. And, yeah, there's really this game as far as timing. The NFL knew what they were doing, apparently, because you have the Titans who are coming into this game pissed off after dropping one to the Giants. Usually games like this, bigger games that people say they have no chance of winning, when they're 10-point underdogs, they find a way to win. But the Bills, on the other hand, this is their home opener. It's Monday night football in Buffalo. They're like shutting down the city after half a day tomorrow. So, And really in that first half, everyone's probably just going to be partying already. So they're going to be ready to go. I mean, Bill's Mafia, they're they're legit. They get after it. And the Bills, a lot of those players were there for the 2020 beatdown. They were there last year when the Titans were able to just put the nail in the coffin with big Jeff Simmons stopping Josh Allen. And they're looking for revenge. You know, they've built this team up, added pieces to try and get past the Chiefs in the playoffs. But they've also added these pieces, I feel like, to try and get over the hump that is facing the Titans in the regular season. So both teams extremely motivated. Um, I'll go ahead and ask you, who are going to be your impact players for both teams in this matchup? Well... I'll go with four players each on both sides of the ball. So for the, I'll start with the Bills and I'll go with offense. You know, for offense, it's definitely going to be Josh Allen starting out the season with 297 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. He's definitely got a lot to prove. I think Tennessee is just kind of a big boulder on his back right now, and he's just trying to get it off. So I expect him to actually get involved early and often and try and just get his receivers down the field quickly as possible. Of course, you'd have to add Stephon Diggs being that one receiver that's going to be the most trouble. So Tennessee trying to cover him on and off, it's going to be a situation of, you know, whether it be McCreary, whether it be Farley, you've got to go with a guy that's going to give him the most trouble, and I'm sure we're going to continue to debate that, especially come tomorrow night. But whatever it is, Diggs will be a problem basically for the whole game, and I don't doubt that. Uh, earlier in my show, and that was already broadcast, check that out if y'all want to. Plug, you know, got to do that. <laughs> hey, y'all go check that show out. I, I'm going to have to go back and watch it myself. We were trying to get Baby Girl down. She hadn't been feeling good. 
But Power Hour always bringing the great content. Was able to catch a few minutes of it live, and y'all definitely want to check it out. But appreciate you letting me get the plug in. But I did. Oh yeah, feel, <laughs> I did. Got to get that in when I can. But I did feel really good about Tremaine, or Tremaine Edmonds. I feel he's very underrated. He's just one of their core linebackers that's able to just do whatever they need him to. He's a Swiss Army knife kind of player. He can rush. He can go back and coverage. You know, the guy's just a disruptor, and I think he'll be a problem for the Titans if they don't get a guy on him. And then finally, I also have to just say Von Miller. You know, Von Miller didn't have a very spectacular game against the Rams, only four tackles. The only thing really spectacular about him was his haircut, but, I mean, that's another story. (laughs) But Von Miller is definitely going to be a problem no matter what team or what jersey he wears. The man's just a presence that can get out there, and if he gets fired up, he'll get going. And he's the kind of guy you don't want to get started because he won't cut his engine off till he's done. Now... Yeah, and... Go ahead. No, I was going to get to the Titans real quick, but I'll just get through them real fast. Uh, on Tennessee side, I really feel Derrick Henry's going to be the key piece here. They know they've got to run the ball. They know that running's their bread and butter. Get involved early, get involved often. That's the biggest thing you can do on his side. Offensively, again, I would have to say, really, I want to see what Traylon Traylon Burks does. I want to see him get more involved. I think he's one player that they're not really looking at. I think, especially with the situation that Robert Woods didn't play a whole lot of snaps, didn't get a lot of catches, I think he's going to be potentially... uh, you know, a two A, two B kind of situation. So Burks and Woods, I think, are two guys we're probably gonna see a lot of plays from. Especially when we know we're gonna try and test their secondary, which is a little depleted at this point, which various white on the IR at the moment. Uh defensively, Jeffrey Simmons is gonna be a key piece. I think we've got to get him going and just get him going early and often. And to finish it off, I think Caleb Farley. You know, Caleb Farley, you have to remember, this was a game where he injured himself and took himself out for the year. So this is a revenge game for him. I think he's coming into this with a lot of high hopes and just kind of a chip on his shoulder. Like, this wants to be, he wants this to be the game where he shows out. Yeah, for sure. And hit on a lot of, uh, good people there that like, I mean, they definitely can have an impact on the game. Before I get to mine, again, these comments are flooding in like crazy, and I appreciate it. Seeing, uh, I feel like a lot of faces I haven't seen, or a lot of names that I haven't seen before. Y'all make sure if you're in this live chat, back out, hit that subscribe button, and go ahead and hit that like button as well. Really appreciate it. Y'all are making this show fun tonight. Uh, Chris Hart saying turnovers is a real thing as well. Rams just didn't capitalize. Um, we have had a Bills fan make an appearance. Uh, get it pop up here. Uh, is it just Mike Hart or got looks like you got an L on the end there? Say, are you cheaters going to try another Music City Miracle forward pass? Uh, saying because it was a forward pass. Take Mike, it up with the rule book. Here's all I know. Take it up with the rule book, Mike. <laughs> Take it up with the NFL rule book. I, my, all I have to say, Mike, is there's 
been a lot of videos on it, a lot of uh, examining that particular play, and everyone has come back and ruled that it was not, I repeat, not a forward pass. And, I mean, come on now. That was so many years ago. Y'all got to let that go. I mean, are y'all going to be holding on to the Josh Allen slip this long, too? I mean, we, we can't do that. Uh, but it is, it's all fun, Mike. Love going back and forth about this, and I appreciate you being in the chat, giving your thoughts. Do you want to say is, something to Empower Hour? He, he is holding on to it. I know he's holding on to it. <laughs> they're, they're holding on to those four Super Bowls. They're petty. Come on, Mike. <laughs> live, live in the now, Mike. And, Join hey, us in the now. And Bills fans that are joining, I do want to say this to y'all. We will put it out there on the Power Hour show when we broke down the Titans' schedule and just broke down how we thought the playoffs would play out. We both actually have the Bills making it to the Super Bowl, and they are our pick to win the Super Bowl this year. So don't think that we're just hating on them because it's Titans versus Bills this week. No, we we think y'all have a legit shot this year. So just want to throw that out there to y'all. We got uh, Jeff B. saying, the question is, at what point do you throw caution to the win? Um 10-0, 13-3, 14-3, because you're not going to keep up with us running Henry all night, and you know it, and I know it. Go Bills. I I don't know about that, because I'm pretty sure last year y'all had a high-powered offense, too, and the number one rush defense coming in to face the Titans. And if I recall, Henry busted a big run, had another decent touchdown run to go along with that one. So... I think I kind of like our chances of, you know, if we keep handing it to Henry, good things could happen. I mean, we've kind of had y'all's number over the last two years. And Sin City letting him hear it too. Jeff, y'all said that for the last two years. Um, then you sprayed WD-40 on the field last year so Josh Allen would slip. I'm going to tell you why Josh Allen slipped. It's because he ran into the brick wall that is Jeffrey Simmons. And Jeffrey Simmons said, look, Josh, you may be big for a quarterback, but you don't match up to me. I'm pushing your offensive line back. I'm pushing you back. And there's nothing you can do about it. So. <clears throat> well, let, let me finish this off. For, <laughs> let me finish this off for Mike. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> Scott Norwood just slipped, you know, when they played Washington, you know, that was just, you know, bad luck, I guess. And I guess those two times you played Dallas, you know, you know, Dallas, I guess. <laughs> so are we, are we all done, Mike? Come on now, man. It's 2022. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll join, see. join us in the now. You, you're and not going to get to the Super I, Bowl with that attitude. Come on now. <laughs> Uh, going on down, Mike says that we're funny in good sports. Nice, po nice podcast. Appreciate that, Mike. And, again, it's good uh, going back and forth about all this. Um, and we I like will your get teams. to some more of these comments. We like your teams. <laughs> we're pulling for them, man. Yeah. Like Tyler I said, that far, we picked but... you. Well, we, pick, we picked <laughs> you to win the Super Bowl. It's in your court, man. 
It's not like we're tight and biased here. We're giving you a legit shot. So, Yeah, so before I get to even more of these comments, because, again, y'all are absolutely killing it tonight, my impact players for the Bills, you hit on it for their offense. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and I'm going to add one more because he wasn't too involved in the game plan against the Rams, but Dawson Knox. He's another guy who I feel like when it comes to playing the Titans, they get him involved more. Now, on their defense, you mentioned it. Von Miller, a matchup for Von Miller that I could see. The Bills know we have a rookie right tackle out there. I would not be surprised if they move Von Miller around and don't match him up with Taylor Lewan, although they could do that. But I could see them trying to take advantage of the rookie and putting Von Miller over there and saying, hey, here you go. Go get him. And I'm also going to say the Bills' safeties. I'm not just going to stick with one of them because I feel like just both safeties that they have back there, they're able to make plays. So I feel like they can be a big impact on this game, whether it be – against the Titans' run game or against the pass. So, now, hitting on the Titans' side, offense, you mentioned it, Derrick Henry. Obvi- I mean, he's he's our top dog. But aside from him, I feel like it's got to be the receivers in Robert Woods and Traylon Burks because I could honestly see after how the last couple years have gone, and with the question marks that the Titans have at receiver still, because, you know, who knows how many snaps Burks is going to be out there, how many snaps Woods is going to be out there, and how many snaps Cody Hollister is going to be out there. Even with the Bills' secondary being a little depleted, I could see their defense saying, we are just going to load the box up and make you try and beat us through the air because we've improved our pass rush. Let's face it, this is not the Giants' pass rush that we're going against. No. The Bills have improved their pass rush from last year. They showed it against the Rams being able to get after Stafford. So I could see them giving us just a man matchup on the outside and being like, if y'all beat us through the air, okay, that's one thing. But... We're not going to let you beat us on the ground. Now, Titans defense, again, guy you mentioned, Jeffrey Simmons, holding up the middle of that defensive line. I think he needs to have a – he could have a big impact on this game. You went with the secondary. I'm going to go with the linebackers. We need better play from David Long Jr. and Zach Cunningham this game. That's what's going to help the run defense improve, them filling the gaps more. They're going to have to be watching out for Josh Allen taking off running. So I feel like that's where they can have more of an impact. Um, Now getting back to uh, more of these comments, uh, Jeff B. saying, y'all will be embarrassed if you try that. Run Henry all night tomorrow night and 0-2. And it's very possible we end up 0-2 
tomorrow. But you know what? The Colts lost to Jacksonville today, so even if we do, I'm not that worried about it. Um, Mason Andretti saying Titans lost to the Giants. Are we serious? Look, in case you haven't noticed, that's the Titans' M.O. We lose to the teams that we should beat, and then the teams that everyone thinks we should lose to, the good teams, we spank that ass for them. So, I mean, that's that's just the way it goes. I mean, we got to know how this Titans team operates. Um, and I'll take it a step. Mason, I'll take saying, it a step further, Mason. I'll take it a step further. <laughs> Look at the teams that were supposed to win this week that lost. Look at the comebacks that happened. Look at how the Ravens basically spent a 21-point lead. Look at the fact that the Bengals are right now sitting at 0-2. Look at the fact that basically the Buccaneers beat the Saints, a team that has like dominated the Buccaneers for the last year and a half with defense. At one Tom Brady, that was defense. The NFL's parody. And in parody, you don't know what to expect. Good teams can lose to bad teams and vice versa. That's the beautiful thing about the league. It, it is. Mason also says Miami Dolphins will win the Super Bowl, no doubt. And I'll be honest, I had some doubts about the Dolphins heading into this season, but so far they're proving me wrong. Mike so I'll, I'll give – go ahead. <laughs> you know, Mike McDaniel and Tua Tungavola might be a great match. Maybe he needed just a quarterback-minded coach, and that seems to be the best direction going forward. Do through six touchdowns and tied and tied a franchise record. So, you know, a coach and a quarterback. You know, if you can pair the right ones, sometimes it works out, and in this case, it did today. Yep. And uh, Jeff Basis, tell Rossi and the rest of y'all Tennessee Oilers, we're gonna smack y'all in the mouth that high mark. Look. Uh, games tomorrow night, we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously none of us know exactly how it's going to go. We have our hopes of how it's going to go. But, you know, over the last couple years, Titans fans have been living kind of rent-free up there. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Chris Harp saying, honestly, Tannehill is going to have issues staying upright. And that's going to be a big question mark, this offensive line. Yes, pass protection looked good against the Giants, but, again, that's that's the Giants. It's not this Bills defensive front. My wife's saying if Derrick Henry doesn't break a run this game, Titans Twitter is going to lose their ever-loving minds. Their defense is pretty decent, though. Um, Sin City says, who is Derrick going to stiff-arm into the bleachers tomorrow? We lost to the Jets before we smoked the Bills last year. And also saying the Dolphins low-key uh, look scary this year. And they do. Um, I mean, it's crazy how quick they can put up points on you. So, I mean, you know, it kind of seemed like a Madden thing to do to put two, uh, two really fast receivers together on a team and just throw it long, but apparently it does work in real life as well. So, and Jeff saying, y'all still won't answer my question. At point, at what point do y'all turn to Tannehill and that high-powered passing attack? So, here's what I'm going to say, Jeff. 
Uh, I'm going to give my thoughts, and then I'm going to let Power Hour hit on it. I think that y'all's team is going to be so concerned with stopping Henry from the start of the game. Like I just mentioned, I think y'all are going to load the box up and dare the Titans. I think we could see man coverage on the outside, everyone else in the box to, to stop Henry. And the Titans are going to hit y'all with that play-action pass right out of the gate and start opening up the run game by passing the ball. Make your safeties back up. Make your linebackers back up a little bit and opening the run game up for Henry. So, you know, hey, we potentially see the passing attack earlier in the game if Todd Downing actually had a brain that's what he would do but we pretty much know the titan script for tomorrow is going to be the first play of every drive is going to be a run there you go i'm giving you the breakdown of the titans offense i'm giving you what their first play is going to be it's probably going to be a run but power hour i'll let you give your thoughts on uh his question well, my answer is, what makes you think they're not going to pass? Did you not watch last week? Did you not see that Ryan Tannehill threw for 20 for 33 attempts? 266 yards and two touchdowns? Did you not see that at least three wide receivers had over 50 yards? Tennessee will throw the ball. There's no question that they won't. The question is, who are they going to get involved? Are they going to go on a wide receiver setup? Are they going to involve the slot more? Are they going to involve their tight ends more? That's going to be the question. Tennessee is not just a run-only team. Ryan Tannehill can throw the ball. Ryan Tannehill can run the ball if need. So my question to you is, what's giving off the vibe that Tennessee can't throw the ball? Good question. Jeff, let's, uh, let's hear your answer back and... He says, because Josh and this O going right down the field like hot knife through butter. It's hard. I'm just going to say this. You better hope that Derrick Henry cannot get going some because Josh Allen and that offense may go down the field like a hot knife through butter, but he actually has to be on the field to do that. This Titans team, if they can get to rolling – and even if it's in the pass game, they don't have to hit the big play over the top and score as quick as the Bills. They can can control the clock and run it down and keep Allen and that offense off the field. Because if they're off the field, y'all aren't putting up points. And another point, Jeff, you dropped that butter knife at least twice, so... As far as I remember, I believe there were two interceptions in that game against the Rams. So, you know, you might want to spread the butter on the toast and not drop it on the floor. Just friendly advice. <laughs> or don't put it on the receiver's hands. Like, that That could be – hey, Jeff, that could have been the problem with uh, that one interception that uh, Josh Allen had. The receiver just had too much butter on his hands from uh, y'all trying to go down the field like that. Um, then said, then y'all behind and Von Miller coming. 
uh, hey, he may be, but I guarantee you Vrabel and the coaching staff have put plans together to – I'm not going to say they're going to stop Von Miller from making an impact. They're just going to try and slow him down. And my wife says, no, he's going to be cute like uh, this last game in the first drive show, promise, then default to run, run, pass, punt. Talking about Todd Downing there. So, uh, Power Hour, we'll move on into um, the keys to the game for both teams. And I'll let you start us off. Go with uh, Buffalo first and then – or let's go with the Titans first since they're the visiting team and then Buffalo. All right. Well, I'll give the Titans two and I'll give Buffalo two so we won't take up too much time. I mean, first with Tennessee – Play the full 60 minutes. You know, they came out, played a good half last week, and they just didn't finish the game. So this week, I just want to see more urgency. I want to see them continue to move the ball down the field methodically. Get points. That's the name of the game. Get points. Second, I would like to see the secondary step up. I know it's going to be a big challenge. I know they're going to have a lot of work to do. But at this time, this is these games that you live for. These are the games that you try and strive to be better and show that you belong with the elite. So if Tennessee's going to do anything, it's got to start with their secondary, and they're going to have to be some playmakers out there. Now on Buffalo's side, Buffalo, you're going to have to be a little more dimensional, especially when it comes to just being playmaking involved. I'm talking about you got to run the ball a little bit. And let's be honest, I'm still waiting to see a pretty good running game from you, but you know we'll see what happens. Not throwing any shade, Jeff, just letting you know. Sometimes you got to run the ball. And on the other side of it, I would have to say, if you're going to do anything, you've got to load the box. If you want to stop Derrick Henry, you're going to have to load the box in at least with eight or nine guys and try and force him to throw. But I will warn you, Tennessee can throw. And as of last week, they hit some of their targets. So you're going to have your hands full regardless. But if Buffalo can do that, then at least it'll be a pretty good matchup on their end. I like it, and for me, starting with Tennessee, I'm going to start with their defense. I'm going to go with the simple bend, don't break. You know, obviously, this Bills offense is high-powered, but just don't give up the big plays. Don't have, like, the blown coverage last week against the Giants where Shepard was able to get behind Fulton and have the big touchdown. Because if you give up those explosive plays, especially up in Buffalo on Monday Night Football, that crowd's already going to be wild. You start giving up big plays like that, the Bills are going to grab a hold of that momentum and be even more energized. Now, for the offense, for the Titans... Get your actual playmaking wide receivers involved. And don't get cute with the play calling. If it's third and one, QB sneak or just do a handoff to Derrick Henry. Let's not see any more of these end of rounds. If we're on our side of the field, I don't want to see the Wildcat formation. Just be smart with the play calling and switch it up. Don't be so predictable. 
going to the Bills side, you pretty much mentioned it for their defense. Stack the box. You know what? You don't think that Tannehill or that Tannehill and the Titans offense can beat you in the pass game? Okay, take that chance. Stack the box, slow down Henry, and see if that's actually the case. For the Bills offense, it's going to sound stupid because it's so simple, but don't turn the ball over. I mean, you had the interceptions last week. You had the fumbles. If y'all are really going to blow this Tennessee team out like y'all claim y'all are going to, you got to hold on to the ball. Because I guarantee you, if you start giving this Tennessee team more chances, then it's not going to work out well for you. Um, now, Power Hour, we'll hit on more of these comments right quick. Uh, Jeff said, we're going to close y'all out with the run game up by 17, mark my words. And just to punch y'all in the face and let y'all know, if y'all want to come back for a playoff game, we got uh, more of it for y'all. Hey, look, I we'll see what happens, Jeff. Again, it's it's a lot of talk right now. I heard it. I've heard it the last two years. I mean, hell, two years ago, we didn't even get to practice, and we come in and smoked y'all. And then last year. It was, oh, Buffalo's coming for you. They're going to blow y'all out. And instead of, I, I can respect the being aggressive. I can. But y'all were in field goal range. I mean, easily in field goal range. Could have tied it up and gone into overtime. I know overtime is a touchy subject for y'all, especially coin tosses. You know, y'all potentially could have lost that coin toss and it being a repeat of what happened later on in the playoffs. But it, it's okay. I, I promise we can talk about overtime here. But y'all had a chance. If y'all's, But y'all got too aggressive. And you keep talking about this Bills defense and getting after the quarterback. I think you're forgetting about this Titans defense and how good their front is. Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Altry, Bud Dupree, Rashad Weaver. I mean, they're coming. Yes, Josh Allen may be able to get the ball out quick sometimes, but there's times where he can't get it out quick. So just like y'all have Von Miller coming, and you're saying if you double-team Von Miller, someone else is going to take that role. Hey, put one person on Jeffrey Simmons and see what happens. He'll be in the backfield so damn fast. Josh Allen won't have time to even blink. Double him, then you got Danico Autry coming. Double him, you got Bud Dupree. You can't double all of them. So, just got to remind you of this uh, Titans defense. And uh, he says that he likes that. And is Simmons better than Donald? Ooh. Donald's going to the Hall of Fame. Donald's on par of like <laughs> Donald's on par basically for what Lawrence Taylor was at his position. And I'm not saying he's better than Lawrence Taylor. I'm saying he's on par. You know, that's apples and oranges. Simmons is young and he's starting his own career and he's gonna go for wherever he's gonna go. Donald's already basically put himself out there. He's going to the Hall of Fame. 
his records are probably never going to be broken. So it's an apples and oranges scenario. And Jeff, honestly, it's not like we're throwing shade at the Bills. We're just giving you straight up statistics here. You know, your team just has a good enough shot as the Titans have a good enough shot. We're just giving you facts. Whatever you want to do with them, that's you. What what makes me think that uh, y'all can't handle Simmons? Um, simply, I mean, one key element is y'all had a chance to take the game last year, and with Josh Allen, who is – you know, when he's running the ball, he's hard to stop. And Jeffrey Simmons stopped him. He blew up your offensive line and stopped Josh Allen. And, I mean, Jeff Simmons was on a tear last year. I'm not going to say that Jeffrey Simmons is better than Aaron Donald right now. Like Power Hour mentioned, Aaron Donald has carved out a Hall of Fame career. I mean, it is crazy what he has been able to do. But I will say Jeffrey Simmons has a lot of potential. And he's really, I mean, he's starting to hit his prime right now. And that's scary. And Jeff says that uh, Saffold knows uh, Jeff Simmons well. Jeff, I'll tell you like I told the Buffalo guys the other night. I have nothing but love for Roger Saffold. Love the time that he was here. But Saffold's got to be out on the field for him to make an impact. And he's good to go down at least probably two to three times a game. So... Do with that information what you will. I'll tell you exactly what to do with it. You better get prepared. He's going to miss some time. Believe me. <laughs> we saw it. We saw it firsthand. We did. Uh, Power Hour, we've been going for a little while now. Uh, this show's been, uh, I mean, it's been great. But let's go ahead and jump into some bold predictions. Um, if you got one, if you got two, let's hear them. All right, I'll go for a bold prediction on each side. I'll start with the Bills because, you know, Jeff just wants to get some good information and I'll make sure that he gets it tonight. (laughs) Jeff, you can rest well because I promise you Josh Allen will throw four touchdowns. I think he'll throw for four touchdowns and have about a 300-yard game. On the Tennessee Titans side of things, I could see potentially about a five-sack game, though. So Josh Allen will get his yards. He'll get his touchdowns. He's going to have a dirty jersey, though. Man, I like it. I like it. I will go. um, I normally just do some bold predictions for the Titans, but I'll go both sides as well. And I'm going to say that for the Bills, Diggs will have three touchdowns. Just because Christian Fulton being out, I think the Titans will be trying to figure out who um, they're going to put on him. And I think he will take advantage of some matchups, and he'll get him three touchdowns. So there you go, Jeff. Give him some respect there. Now, for the Titans' side, 
I'm going to say that the Titans' defense, you went with uh, four touchdowns for Allen. Well, even if he has those four touchdowns, I think he's going to have three picks. And I think so. I think the Titans are going to pick Josh Allen off three times this game. That's going to be my bold prediction. So, and again, everyone, these are called bold predictions for a reason. I mean, we don't necessarily think that they're going to happen, but there is that chance. So, just wanted to throw that out there. And Sin City getting in on the fun, saying bold prediction. Byard has three picks by himself and takes one back for a pick six. So, now, and in the chat, y'all let us know y'all's as well. Time to get into some score predictions. Y'all let us know y'all's score predictions, who you think's going to win. I think I know who Jeff's going to pick, and I think it's probably going to be a crazy score. And I think I know a lot of uh, who the rest of the people in the chat are going to pick. Power Hour, what you got for us? Well, guys, it's easy. I just feel... Well, this is going to be a smash mouth kind of game. I think that we're going to see a lot of close ball, but at the end of the day, I just feel the Bills are going to pull out the win here. I feel right now the Titans are still trying to feel things out with the wide receivers. I still feel that the rush defense is a big question mark, but I also look at the Bills side of things. I still feel that they're going to be short on secondary help on the corner position, and I do think Diggs can't do everything on his own and Knox potentially are going to have a hard day of getting their yards. But at the end of the day, I have to go with what I feel is the best team right now, and right now it's the Bills. And that doesn't mean that things are going to change down the road. We've all seen what happens. The NFL's parity. It's a week-by-week situation, and at this moment, the Bills are the best team right now. So I'll go Bills 35, Titans 27. All right. I respect it. Um So, Bills 35, Titans 27. And for all of uh, the people in the chat, I do want to throw this information out there. Again, the Bills podcast that I went on earlier this week, or this past week, I told them the same thing. I went back to your show, Power Hour, where I come on and we broke down the Titans schedule. And when we done that... I said that the Bills were going to win this game 28-24. Said it was going to be a close game. And, you know, if you want to know my, you know, unbiased thoughts on things like that, you're going to get that before the season. But when it comes week to week, and I've said this on the podcast before, it is hard for me to pick against my Titans. I mean, it just is. Especially when you have the fact of, They're coming off an embarrassing loss to the Giants. I mean, just a game that they had in the bag and that they should not have lost, they ended up losing. Now, you're going to put them under the bright lights, Monday Night Football, in Buffalo, against a team that everyone says is going to blow them out. That just seems to me like the type of motivation that Vrabel needs to have his team ready to go and pull off the win that 
nobody sees coming. So, with that being said, I'm going to say it's going to be 28-27, Titans get the win. So, just, and with how crazy things have been in week two so far, that's another reason why, you know, I, I feel like this could happen. And, you know, we got comments rolling in here. Um, Jeff says, we blowing y'all out, I promise that bold prediction. Uh, <laughs> Sin City says, John, Jeff, we've heard that before. Al Pierce, 34-28 Titans. Mason saying the Bills are taking this one. My wife says 28-24 Bills. I think she's been looking at my notes from before the season. Um, Mason saying 24-17 Bills. Sin City, 31-27 Two-Tone. Tighten up. Uh, Jeff says pull out a win. Uh, we leaving uh, no doubt in y'all's mind. Bill says 31-29 Titans. <laughs> Who said they were stout? You got the win, man. Take it. Uh, and since then, he brings up a good point. Y'all better come back for the post-game show. Bring that same energy, Jeff. And Jeff and all the Bills fans that have tuned in, I do want to say there will be a pre-game show, and no matter what happens, yes, I want y'all to come back. If you end up being right and y'all do end up blowing the Titans out, Come back and talk your talk. I mean, at that point, you've earned it. But at the same time, if the Titans do end up winning this game, I want y'all to come back and give credit to the Titans. You can't just run. I want you to come back and actually show the respect because, again, I know if the Bills win, y'all are coming back to the post-game show to let me hear it. So that's all I ask for. I, you know, hey, this is all fun and games back and forth. Uh, and Jeff says, Sin City, you don't want that. I want hey, that, Jeff. Jeff. We yeah. want that. <laughs> Jeff. I, I'll, Jeff, I'll be, here's the thing. We'll do Go you ahead. one better, Jeff. <laughs> we'll do you one better. Go subscribe to our shows right now. They win. You can go on. You can say whatever you want. We don't care. Yeah, you know, exactly. This, this show's for Jeff. debating. They're for debating. That's what we do here. <laughs> Jeff, you're already here at my show. Make sure hit that subscribe button and turn on the post notification. That way you'll know whenever the game reaction video is going out. I will go live for it. If we can, I'll see if I can get Power Hour back on with me. And if if I can't, and even if I can, his link is in the description. Go to his show, subscribe, and you can go to his show as well. Go ahead, Jeff. I want that smoke. I want that smoke. Win or lose. I want that smoke. Uh, Mason's saying, common sense says Bills are going to win. Uh, Jeff says, the Giants 2-0 uh, with the Bills Farm Club. Um, Mason says, now, about them Vikings and Eagles tomorrow. You know, we'll, we'll give our thoughts on that before we sign off here. Uh, Sin City says, I will love it, Jeff. I have the last two years. Um, Mason says, there's a disconnection with the Titans somewhere. Their program needs improvement. I mean, made the playoffs. Multiple years. Several. 
Yeah, multiple years in a row. Uh, one seed last year, Coach even year. with 90-plus injuries. Coach of the year. I mean, AFC championship game appearance. Uh, I mean. One seed winner. Yeah. yeah. Jeff's saying, I'm game. I'll be here after we bleed y'all. Come on back, blood. Jeff. Again. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> we, you, you come you know. on on, Jeff. Bring it on, man. Bring that smoke. <laughs> you. I'll inhale it and roll it right back out at you, man. It's, it's all in love. It's all in love. So you come on back. And Mason says they have a great head coach to get the job done. Sin City says, uh, love the energy, Jeff. Going to be fun tomorrow. And, yeah, Jeff, we love the energy as well. I mean, I'm just going to say, I love it when we can get opposing fans in here and have this banner back and forth. I mean, it truly is so much fun. Um, and I know we've had, I saw earlier, Trilogy Taylor in the chat and said that, um, looks like he maybe quoted the show on Twitter, and I do want to give him credit. Um, bold prediction is no passing touchdowns from Josh Allen and two-plus sacks for Simmons. And uh, Trilogy Taylor, I'm just going to say, that is definitely bold because there is no way that I see that the Titans keep Josh Allen from having some touchdowns. I mean, it, they their defense would definitely have to be on a different level. Uh, Jeff says, LOL, I like y'all. And Mason says, appreciate the positive energy, guys. Yeah, it look, it's all fun. We can give our our thoughts. Y'all can give y'all's thoughts. That's really what our shows are based on. We, you know, even if we don't agree with y'all's thoughts, we'll tell you why we don't agree, but for the most part, there's times where I think we could probably get a little out of hand, but for the most part, we'll do it respectfully as long as you treat us with respect as well. So this back and forth, it, it's great. I do want to get back to Mason's comment. Um, Vikings and Eagles tomorrow night as well. Who you got in that game? Well, I'll keep it short and sweet, but I like the Vikings. I got them in an upset. Looks like great minds think alike. Yet again, I have the Vikings at, as well. A lot of people are talking about that uh, Darius Slay and Justin Jefferson matchup. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is going to be eaten because the crazy, the big thing with the Vikings offense this year, uh, they're going to move just Justin Jefferson around and find a way to get the ball in his hands. So that's going to be hard to stop. And Mason says Vikings definitely taking that one. So guys, it's been a great show tonight. We've actually went on a lot longer than what I thought we would. But love the energy from the chat tonight. If y'all haven't already, please back out of that live chat. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when new videos are uploaded to the channel or when I go live. Smash that like button. Share the video out so we can get more fans to come back, watch it, give their opinions on everything the audio version will be up a little bit later. 
If you want to re-listen to it, go check it out. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Titans Time Podcast. Just type it in. Follow the podcast on there. Leave a five-star rating, comments, questions, reviews. Love it all. Also, social media. You can find me on Twitter, at Titans underscore time. On TikTok, at Titans Time. Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. And Facebook, Titans Time. Also, make sure, again, his links are in the description. Power Hour, go subscribe to his channel. Go find him on Twitter at the Power Hour 615. TikTok at the Power Hour 615. Twitch, Facebook at the Power Hour 615. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss his content. He's unbiased. He gives his honest opinion on things. And I just have to say, unless something changes later on in the season, he's sticking by his picks that he made uh, before the season started. Got a lot of respect for that. And I'm just going to tell you, all throughout my shows for the year, I will tell you who I picked before the season started and what my score prediction was. And again, if you want to see that, just to make sure I don't lie to you, go check out the show on Power Hour's channel for that. But when it comes to the season, it's likely I'm picking the Titans every week because I hate picking against the boys. Um, more comments here. Uh, Trilogy Taylor saying, great show. Uh, my wife saying, not y'all, tighten up. Mason saying, definitely going to sub. Appreciate that, Mason. And again, make sure you go hit Power Hour with the sub as well. Sin City says, thanks for the show, fellas. Always good hanging out. And also, thanks, Mason. And Power Hour, I got to say, thank you again for coming on. It's always a great time having you on the show, especially for these game previews. I mean, we may have to make this a weekly thing where we get you on for a game breakdown because you're always bringing great information, and it's fun. And maybe each week we can get more fans in here from other teams to uh, cut up with. It's always a good, interesting idea to open up to new ideas moving forward. So definitely something we can chat about. But Tyler, always great being on the show. Great in having these back and forths. Everybody was great in the chat. Give y'all selves a round of applause. You were fantastic tonight. Yes, y'all have been. And that's going to be all that we have for y'all. Again, we will have a post a game reaction show coming up. It probably won't be tomorrow night, but it'll be maybe Tuesday night or Wednesday night. We'll have that coming. Bills fans, no matter what happens, y'all come back. We want, we want that smoke. So bring it on. But this has been Titans time, and as always, tighten up. Take care. Tighten up.